Derek, it's the last minute of stoppage time. You get a penalty kick. You can call one current player to take the penalty kick for you to win the game. Who are you calling? Messi, all day. I mean, he, he just he's just consistent every time. You see him over the weekend? I mean... Top titty Messi. That's right. Man. He's a, what about you, Nate? I'm, I'm taking Lewandowski. Lawa, man, he's just assassin in the box. You know, you have confidence as soon as he steps up, take that anyways. You know he's going to make that. I'm, so I'm taking Lewandowski, the best striker in the world right now. Can't argue that. All right, guys, welcome to Did Someone Say Soccer? I'm with the ladies' man, Derek, and I'm your host, Nate, also known as Pablo, and we're going to get into it this, today. We're going to talk about some La Liga. We're going to talk about the Bundesliga, and we're going to talk about the Premier League. All right, Derek, say hello to everybody. What's up, guys? How you doing? All right, Derek. So uh, did you see any of the Barcelona game? Yeah, uh, I did. Uh, pretty good game. But it goes back to what I was saying before uh, about putting Messi up at the penalty spot because Griezmann was at the penalty spot. He didn't score. Messi did. I mean, that's why Messi's arguably the best in the world. He's just consistent. Um, he scored five penalties already this season. I mean, that team is that team is good, even if he's unhappy. They're they're the best team in, in our league. Is, isn't that crazy that that someone like Griezmann is struggling right now? I mean, well, Derek, what's worse? I mean, we saw some missed penalty kicks this weekend. It, we saw Griezmann miss. We saw Ibrahimovic miss. We saw De Bruyne miss. What's worse? Is it skying it or putting it wide? Mm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say skying it for sure. I feel like if you're putting it wide, especially the way he hit it, it's still a good hit. When you sky it, it's, it's, it's not on target, man. It's just, like, even if they're both on target, but, like, going side versus skying it, you're just underneath it. You're not even trying to place it. You're just trying to go for power, and I think that's more embarrassing. What about you, Nate? I don't know. I, I think that I think that you should be more embarrassed if you put it wide because you're actually going for placement, and your placement was so bad that you completely missed the goal. So... I, I think I'll have to disagree with you there. But anyways, like I said, I am very disappointed in Griezmann, but I am happy to see him get on the board when uh, I think Messi saw a little uh, Demba ball hi highlights of the Manchester United game, and he uh, gave uh, Griezmann that dummy there so he can put that in. That was nice. That was very nice. And then Messi putting both his goals upper 90 Start calling him top titties messy. All right, and we also saw uh, Real Madrid lost. Was what was it four to one? Yikes! That was that was very disappointing. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I that's sad. They're they're so talented. You you wonder how they don't win every game, but money doesn't always win games. 
you can spend all that money in the world, you know. I guess they spend all that money on hazard. Mm-hmm. Speaking of money, doesn't always win games. We saw that Man City versus Liverpool game today. I mean, not today, but this past weekend, and it ended in a one-one draw. We saw uh, we saw Jesus and Muhammad score. Did you ever think that you would see Jesus and Muhammad score in one game? No, I would not. And just to think about that game, actually, you wonder if if Sané, who's on Barca or on uh, Bayern Munich, was still playing for Man City and they played him all the time. Would it be one one? He's a boss, and why did they let him go? I'll never understand. I feel like he made that team so much better. Yeah, it's very interesting. Did you? So, what did you think of the the Fab the Fab Four as they dubbed uh, Jota, Firmino, Salah, and Mane up top? Did you like that new system for uh, Liverpool? No, I I really don't. I don't. I don't like it. Um, because I think they play better. Firmino plays better when he's in a false nine role, right? But it's more like a diamond. So he doesn't really, he doesn't get the attack in the middle. So it kind of takes away from what he's good at. Um, and I think Sal is better just on the right and cutting in. Um, and he played more of a central role. I think it's, I think if they played a normal four three three. They're the most deadly team in the EPL. Um, and they kind of went away from that. I don't know why. You know, you, you try new things, but I think the next time they just set up like they normally do and they dominate the game. What do you think? So I liked it, actually. I think that, uh, I think that once, it, once it starts clicking, that they're going to start scoring shit tons of goals. But I, I just don't think that it was the right time to try to play this against Man City because we did see end-to-end with no midfield at times, but we didn't see any goals. I mean, De, De Bruyne had an opportunity, but he put his PK wide. Uh, Salah, he put, his, uh, he put his PK in. I, I do actually like the way he steps up and takes his PK. I was, I was thinking to myself, if I were to take a PK, what style, if I had to choose from someone that's playing right now, what style would I choose? And I, I, like, I do like uh, uh, Mohamed Sa- um, Salah's uh, uh, PK. What about you, Derek? Who, what, what style would you take right now? Um, you know, I, I, like, I like Bruno's style when he goes up. I don't. I don't think I could do that. But um, preferably, even though he missed, I think the Bruins a solid PK taker. Um, I think his placement with the ball is unreal. I mean, as a passer and a scorer, you see him score some unreal goals. So I think he always goes with power, his placement, and it's a perfect combination. He would definitely be my choice. I'd probably laugh at you if I saw you practicing practicing Bruno's. PK, just like <laughs> hopping, skipping up, and taking your PK. I don't know. You, you definitely would try it. Yeah, I think I would try it, but I, I would probably laugh too. All right, but so after the game, uh, both coaches kind of said, "This is why we need to have the five subs." After seeing 
uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold um, going down. And because they feel that if you're playing in Europe, then you need to have these five subs. So what are your what are your thoughts on this? Because I know in the Premier League, they're only using the three subs right now. In other leagues, they're using five. Um, well, I think if it depends on on the team, I guess, really. Because do you have five players you want to rotate in? And this is coming from two players or two uh, coaches who didn't use all their subs. So, and you have players playing in Champions League as well. So, I don't know. I mean, it's always been three three subs. So, to, for the other leagues to be using five, I don't know if it's a if it's a benefit or not. Um, I don't know that it's making a difference for them. Uh, and if you're getting the job done with your starting 11, do you really need five subs? Mm-hmm. What do you think, mate? I don't know. We, we saw some, some big injuries this weekend. I mean, Ansu Fati got hurt for Barca. Kimmich got hurt for Byron. We had Partey get hurt for Arsenal. And now we have Trent Alexander-Arnold. And those, some of those leagues are doing the five and with the two that are doing the Premier League, the three. So... I, I don't know. I I don't. I guess it just depends. So, I kind of thought that when they were talking about this to myself, I was like, guys, you only used three subs the whole game. I mean, between you two, I think. I think uh, Liverpool only used two, and Man City used one, and now they're asking for five. I mean, you might have to use your use the three that you have, then maybe talk about getting more. Just another thing on that. It's just like you think about the rotation between Champions League and Premier League. There's seven eleven players out. So you think about it, like even if you look at Man U, like we're using a lot of players and we use several players in the Premier League that we don't use in the Champions League. So this is their time to get their play full strength. They play the whole game. There's a lot of them that are doing that. I don't think necessarily right now five subs would benefit the Premier League. I don't know. I mean, we'll look at it. Look at it like this. You're uh you're Tottenham, and you played. You played what Thursday, Thursday night in Europa, and you mm-hmm. have to play. When when did they play on Sunday? Sunday. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had the early game on Sunday, so they had two days rest, and they're the first game up. I mean, at least if you're going to, if you're going to have a close game, at least give them the later game. I guess every time. All the minutes count towards the rest. Yeah. That's a good point. I think that they should look at that for sure. Uh, I didn't think of that situation. That's a good point. They shouldn't be playing the first game at all. They should be getting rests because they made it to Europe. Well, the team they were playing, I don't know if they were a European team or not, but that's a good point. All right, so uh, let's talk about the Manchester United versus Everton game. Man U, 3-1. to one. Give it to me, Derek. What are your thoughts on this? Um, I mean, that was a game where Bruno showed that he's world-class at times. That shows that we go as he goes, and he created every goal. Um, he was phenomenal. Uh, it was good to see Cavani score. Um, but actually, what some some key moments in that game is how ineffective Martial and Pogba were when they when they were on the field. 
and um, I think it's time to put Bar- or, uh, put uh, Martial um, on the bench um, and let Cavani start. I think it's time that Martial's been playing a lot and he's not scoring goals. Uh, and Cavani, I mean, we got to give him a chance. Um, I mean, it was a great win, but disappointed in Martial and, and Pogba because I feel like they're so good but they don't show up at times and they take times off during the season and it hurts us. Um, so it was a great win, but we're still in 14th place. So um, we, we've got to figure out how to be consistent and get consistency out of all our players. I thought it was a very interesting game and I was very disappointed in the way uh, Pickford play. I feel like anything that was shot at him, he just completely either... He he just looked very bad out there, and I thought that you guys were going to have a, a a troublesome game when they came on the board first and scored. But uh, you guys, Bruno looked he looked real, like you said real class out there. I mean, if he doesn't show up to play, then you guys are you guys are done. But he came yeah. out there and he he dominated for you guys and he looked very well. Uh, I was very impressed. Very impressed with the way he's been playing lately. I mean, he was arguably your guys' best player against uh, Arsenal the week, the prior week, and uh-huh. he looks, he looks good. I mean, if you guys are gonna, if you guys aren't gonna build, then you guys need to build around him, and uh, at least go cash in on Pogba. Yeah. Hey, uh, I don't know if you saw it, uh, but Pickford kicked Harry Maguire in the chest. <laughs> And there, there was no, there was no PK call, but that's another incident with Pickford where they're like, it could be a red card offense, but they don't give him any card at all. I mean, his leg clearly comes up into his chest, so I mean, he hurt Van Dyke. When do, when do the Premier League just look at this and say, hey, talk to the guy at least? Mm-hmm. I, I guess, I guess this question is, is when is the Premier League going to start giving fines? After the game, kind of like kind of the yep. like the NFL does, and they go back and yep. look at something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So because I mean, how many more people are going to be in danger? I mean, I know it's a contact sport, and I get it; things happen. But like, your leg shouldn't go into his chest. Mm-hmm. I think if Everton want to get better, then they need to replace Pickford and go with a world class goalie. I mean, they're they're putting mm-hmm. the right the right players in the right spots and I think they just need to get that new goalie and they will be a lot better all right and then we also saw we saw Arsenal get dominated by Aston Villa so what are your thoughts on this Derek oh man maybe man you should have signed Jack uh Grillish man <laughs> he's a beast him and and you, you never think that one player would change the team so much, but like Russ Barkley, ever since he's been on that team, those two are killing it. And I'm just watching that game. I'm like, oh, man, Arsenal. These two passing to you guys for the first goal. I never – I honestly bet on Arsenal to win that game like 3 nothing, and I was so disappointed. What do you think, Nate? Uh, we look so slow. Like, we look so tired. I, I, and from the 
40, within 45 seconds, they had a goal. We got Arsenal got lucky that they didn't. Uh, they weren't down one nothing within within 45 seconds. Speaking of that goal, have you ever scored a goal where it's been called back because of obstruction of the goalie? No, I haven't. I, I have. When the only time my grandfather came to watch me play my senior year, I put this nasty goal in from outside the box, and somebody was standing in front of the goalie, but he would not have been able to get it, and the ref called it back, and. I got a yellow card because I flipped my shit because I wanted to score so bad in front of my grandpa. And I, so I, I could I could relate to a goal like that being called back. But uh, Arsenal, yeah, I was, I was very disappointed in the game. I was very hungover watching the game, I'll tell you that. Arsenal, they were slow. They were no creativity. As soon as uh, Partey got hurt the second half, it was you already knew it was going to be game over because they're winning our, our dominance in the midfield. And it just looked like everything fell apart when he was gone. How do you, how do you guys fix it? Like, how do you guys, where do you guys go from here? Because you, you, you sit, you know, what, 11th place on the table, you know, three spots above us. What do you guys do to fix Arsenal? You need to move... Aubameyang to center. As much as I love Lacazette, he's had his time now. He's had he he's had his opportunities. If you're not going to score, then you need to get off. And it's the same with William. If you're not going to score, then you need to get off. There's one thing I did not like that I've been hearing is uh, um, Pepe starting to run his mouth. He just came out with an interview with because uh, he's on. He's on international duty with uh, Ivory Coast, and he's saying that he's not happy, and he's doing what Arteta wants him to do, and he's not getting time, and he needs to get time in order to get better. Well, you need to make time. The time that you do get, you need to take a full advantage of it, and he's not taking full advantage of it. I understand that he's doing very well when he and he's starting with the Europa team, but we could... Arsenal could probably start their U23 team and they would probably do just as well. For someone to have that big price tag on you, you need to go out there and you need to prove every single ch- every single time. Um, Tony Adams came out and he was talking about how now that we have Partey, that we need to have um, Ozil out there. We need to reinstate Ozil and have him out there. Even if we have him for half a year, Partey is kind of like a screen. He's a screen out there, and he will be able to free up Ozil. And when Ozil doesn't mark up, Partey will be able to get him. Kind of how um, Burkamp did with uh, Vieira. When Burkamp would let his man go, Vieira was able to pick him. Because we have nobody creating right now. And if you think back in the day, Burkamp was creating for Thierry Henry, and Henry was scoring. Aubameyang needs his... Uh, he needs his Burkamp, and if Ozil, if we have somebody like that, we need to use him. I definitely agree, and I, I, I still don't get it. Like it's a puzzle I can't put together. Why Ozil's not on the field? The guy is world class at his best. We've seen what he can do. 
He's had some good seasons at Arsenal, some great seasons at Real Madrid. It's a shame that he's on the bench and he's not playing. And he would make all the difference in your team right now. You guys need a little spark of creativity. And you guys will take off. You got you guys have the weapons. All you need is that number ten. Mm-hmm. And if you're not gonna play Ozil, somebody's gotta be bought to take his spot then. Mm-hmm. You know, sell him then. What do you hold on to him for? I don't know. It's it's something that it's it's very frustrating to watch because we have never been down this route before. But on a lighter note, I ha- I am very impressed with uh, um, Ole Walkins, somebody who came from the championship to come into the Premier League right now and just dominate. He's looking amazing out there. He he looks like he's been playing in the Premier League for like the last couple years. Let's talk about this Dortmund versus Bayern Munich game. It was a very good game. I was very impressed. It could have gone either way. I think it could have gone either way. And it ended up 3-2. We saw some goals from, uh, who was it, Erling Haaland. Uh, mm-hmm. Sané. Sané. Lewandowski. Uh, Royce. Yep. So watching Haaland in this game, what did you think of him? How did you think he looked in this game? I think he, I think, I mean, obviously he's world, I think he's world class already. Um, and he had three or four opportunities to score that he didn't capitalize on that could have made all the difference for his team. Um, I think he was giving Byron's defense all types of problems. They've never had a hard time keeping up with him. He makes great runs. He gets himself in position to score all the time, if not get his teammates in position to score. Um, I want him to kind of man you. So I hope he does well and we'll, we'll buy him. We'll sell, we'll sell him Pogba. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, the guy, he is amazing. And, you know, we've had a discussion before about him versus Lewandowski. And I chose Lewandowski. Uh, but, man, he is hes going to be tough for Bayern Munich to deal with and any team that face him. I, I think that he just needs to work on – after watching the game, he was seeing a lot of his shots go across body, like across goal. Mm-hmm. So if he's going to shoot across goal, then he needs to work on that a little bit more. I think that if he, if he could get that down where he's shooting across goal into far corner or side netting, he would just be mm-hmm. unstoppable. Yeah. Or use his right foot. Mm-hmm. I I was impressed. I am I was impressed with Royce's goal where. He let the ball go across his body. And when, when you're that smooth, you don't have to hit the ball hard. He kind of just like placed, he, he kind of like placed the ball into the goal. It, it wasn't like, a, like I'm going to rip this shit or I'm going to just hit it. It was like a, just like he like pushed the ball into the goal with his foot. It, it was very nice. It was, it was, it was what a, what a world-class striker should be able to do and yeah what do you think of Royce I mean he's been there for how long now and he hasn't gone anywhere he's been very injury prone uh is he kind of like the the toddy of Dortmund yeah that's that's a good comparison I think um I mean when he's firing he's world class and then he scored 
like he's close to scoring the most goals against Bayern Munich. I think I heard that earlier. And I mean, the guy's good. He plays for Germany. He starts when he's healthy. Um, he's definitely loyal to my club. He hasn't left for for Bayern Munich yet. And um, I mean, the guy's he's been consistent. You know, when he's on the field, uh, you're right. He is injury prone. Um, but he's got a good team around him, and I think they can make a really good push this year, especially with Holland on top. And he doesn't have to, have to be that, accept the role to score all the goals for that team. Um, I think I think with him being healthy, they got a real shot at the title. Now, would you rather have Sané come as a sub, or would you start him? I mean, imagine having a sub like Sané come on. Um, it's hard to say, man. You, you got to think about that team before he got there. They were already the best team in Europe. So it was like, um, who's the guy who starts over Nabry? So it's him and Coleman that swap both sides. And, I mean, they're both so good. And so is Sané. It's, they have so many good players to choose from. It's hard to say who should start and who should not. But when Sané's on the field, dude, it's, he scores almost every time. He's he's our modern day Robin. Same thing. Cut in, bend it. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what I was gonna say. When when he shot his when he, when he put his goal in, you you already knew what was gonna happen, and you you saw it coming before it happened. It, it just like a flash of Robin, like he had it on that left, and he just put it side netting. It was, it was nice. It was gorgeous. So, so Kimmich got hurt in this game. He's probably going to be out till after January, and he's had three goals, and he's already set up seven goals this season. Is that going to hurt Bayern Munich now that they don't have, uh, say, Bayern Munich now that Thiago's not there? I don't think so, man. I, I still think they still have a lot of good players on that bench that can come in and fill in those roles. Um you know, if you think it's their position in their league now, because I think they dominate that league already. Um, and I think he, he'll he come back. They can fill that spot. I think they have so many players they can rotate. They can switch their formation if they need to to make it to adjust. Um, and they control the game regardless who's in the game already. So... They're such a good team. They'll just, they'll shape they'll shape their team to be a winning team every time they step on the field. Do you think uh, Manuel Noir is still one of the best goalies in the world right now? Yeah, I do. Um, because you 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 look and you see who is his competition as the best in the world. You know, because at one time it was De Gea, but he's not there anymore. You know. Um, then you look at the other goalkeepers that could be competing against him, uh, at his, um, the guy from Man City, um, and then you have Allison from Liverpool, which is a great goalkeeper. But now are some he's still my favorite. He's the one I want in my goal at all times because you look at his ability to play the ball at his feet. He he's the best in the world. I agree. What do you think? I agree. I mean. He's he keeps them in the games a lot. I mean, all that they don't have the 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 greatest defense in the world, but they they're able to uh, defend 
and to a, to an extent to where if they do get beat, they they have all confidence that Neuer's going to stop it. And I can't say that for some teams right now. I mean, do you have confidence that if they beat your back line that De Gea is going to score? They're going to going to stop the goal? Uh, no, absolutely. Uh, sometimes I do. I guess it depends on who the player is. I do have confidence. But now or for sure, I, I always have confidence because he just – he. He's a little bit bigger than the, actually a lot bigger than De Gea actually. So he just he's so smart and he's like a sweeper keeper. And I think the game is doesn't have a lot of goalkeepers like that. So it makes all the difference as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Is there anything else you want to talk about during the the Dortmund Bayern game? Yeah, actually, the goal that we didn't talk about was David Alaba. And it was a dirty free kick that they took. That's who it was. He scored a, he scored a ridiculous free kick, and they set up four players around the ball. It's actually pretty creative. That was nice. It it was it was a solid free kick. And he's going to be a free agent. He's going to be a he's going to be a a free signing here soon, Alba. So wow, I wonder how old he is. What he's been playing for a while. Mm-hmm. Maybe a good pickup for somebody. Do you think that he could play in the Premier League? I mean, if he, if he leaves this summer, yeah. Um, where he play though? That's can he plays a, a lot of different positions. He plays left back. He plays center, defensive mid. Um, where would he fit in at? Is a question. I mean, if uh, if old man Thiago Silva can play in the Premier League. Uh, he should... he got a good point. He got a good point. <laughs> All right, Derek, let's go into final thoughts. Uh, final thought for me is look at your boy Ibra coming through for AC Milan. Uh, they're sitting at the top of the league. Ibra's the top goal scorer with eight goals. My man is thirty nine. Like it's it's crazy to see him at this peak right now. You know he was. He's been traveling all over Europe and, you know, in the United States. He was just at LA Galaxy. He was playing for Man U not too long ago. And he's still scoring goals, man, just, like, getting braces. It's it's amazing to watch somebody at that age still be so great. And you wonder when he'll stop. Nate? My final thoughts are congratulations to the Philadelphia Union on winning the Supporter Shield. And I'm pretty excited for this uh, podcast on Thursday when we dive deep into the the brackets because there are some juicy matchups in this MLS playoff already, and it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be, I'm I'm excited to watch some of these, and I don't usually get too excited about MLS. So thank you guys for listening and tuning in. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show guys have any questions or you guys want us to talk about any certain topic or anything hit us up on instagram or or twitter and we'll get on top of that all right guys uh make sure you guys tell your friends and family until next time all right peace